unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, and Jason Sledgehammer Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on FM 107.7 New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with Sean Kelly and Jason I'm Petro. Happy Thursday, everyone. Happy Thursday. I think we just lost Sean, actually. No, geez. Well, he's just going to have to come back on. <laughs> We're having a lot of technical issues tonight, so bear with us, guys. But um, I just want to let you know that there is something seriously going on because everything I had up here is gone. So anyways, let's get busy, okay? <laughs> we'll just hang in there and wait for Sean to come back. But we are going to be discussing David Pollitt's former police officer. Um, he's now an investigator and writer known primarily for his self-published books and dedicated to proving the reality of Bigfoot and his missing 411 series books in which he documented disappearances all over the country, nation, national parks everywhere. And I just wanted to start off um, the discussion tonight. I tried to get David on the, on with us tonight. I talked to his agent um, over the past couple days, but I'm not sure what happened if maybe we'll have to have him on at a different time, but I was really looking forward to having him with us tonight. But over the past, oh my God, since, oh geez, guys, I would have to say 1800s, there's been documented cases of missing people. And I wanted you to watch the missing 411 and missing um, 411 hunted. I don't know if you guys had a chance to um, watch it. But I watched it twice, each one twice. I got the book here. Um, this one is um, The Missing 411 Eastern United States. Um, I don't know if you guys can see that. Can you see that, Jason? Yeah, I can see it. Um, it's a really good book. And there, he has like eight of them um, of all over the different, you know, everywhere in Pennsylvania. This one goes all the way the eastern part um it's really an interesting read and he has a summary of the cases which was really cool but i just wanted to start off by um there's been hundreds of disappear uh dis dis oh my god i'm having a frame <laughs> disappearing act <laughs> let me just take off right now um around the campgrounds um a lot of people are missing and these people I don't know if you watched it, Jason. I know Sean did. These people aren't the, the ones that are missing because, you know, they decided to leave. Um, they weren't attacked by any kind of animal. Um, they weren't like like a serial killer kind of type killing. Um, so they're all over the place. And most of the times they help in, in the nat national parks, right. uh, all over the place. But um, in campgrounds, like you would never think. The funny thing is, um, he couldn't find any information um, coming from the parks. The parks wouldn't give him any information, which to me sounds like either they don't want people knowing about it for publicity that would mess up their tourist. He couldn't get anything from yeah, the that's parks. That's usually what that is, you know, because, uh, 
you know, once something like that gets out at a park, you know, say you're planning on going there with your family and you just hear like, oh, these people disappeared or something crazy yeah. is going on. You know, most most common people will be like, well, we're not going there, you know, so it'll be a giant loss of revenue for them, you know, and until they can solve the case and everything. You know, yeah, so it's really. Um, but most of the parks have there's one way in and there's only one way out. So right. there's like what happened to these people and i was um was as i watched the the documentary i mean i took some notes down that there was one disappearing bobby bishop disappeared august 15 1958 okay in rocky mountains national park uh he was only eight uh ten years old and it was called camp saint mallow i think that's the pronunciation there's a statue of christ there um, okay. And below the chapel, there's a rock camp that they decided it would be a great place for a like a like a boys camp. Um, but right. the weird thing that happened on August 15, 1958, um, one of the camp counselors was trying to get Bobby to go um, to come back because he it was time for them to have their I guess they call it child dinner or something like that. <laughs> but he ended up. This is August 23rd. Um, 2,000 feet up and they found his remains a year later in a ravine. Now keep in mind, they searched that area three times the year before and they found his body. I mean, the, in the, the, the area is so dense and so rugged that it's half the time. I, I can't fathom these kids that are getting lost. I mean, right. it's, it's amazing. Um, they used all kind of infrared helicopters. The National Guard came in, the state police came in, and they didn't find them. But there's just there's just so many cases. Um, did Sean ever come back, or is he still in the in the uh, green room? He's, he was actually messaging me. I guess he's having problems. There I am. Oh, he's back. <laughs> good, Sean. There I was worried I about you. Back. We were just <laughs> discussing. Missing. We were just discussing the missing four one one. The cases. I don't know Kelly. if you watched. Um, the first movie, the first documentary that he did, um, the hunted, the hunted. No, not the hunted. I'm starting at the hunt, the first one, the first, the first um, missing four one one. There was a little boy on there named Delora uh, um, Junior. His he was two years old, and the family went to this you know a nice campground resort, and he got he was with his grandfather, and he got. I guess the grandfather turned his head for like a second and the little boy's gone. And this was in Timber Creek, Idaho. And according to David, the area is start is starting off. It's like your typical campground. Okay. It is. It's beautiful. And it's the thing is he turned around for a second and the kid's gone. He's two years old. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he wanders off. And the, the parents, they panic. They, they try using their cell phones. They can't use their cell phones because the reception is so bad. Finally, they get a signal and they call 911. And it's just crazy. They never find him. And I, I don't think they ever found him to this day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, these are little, we're going to go, we're going to dip into this one. And then we're going to go into the one that you watched. Um, I just wanted okay. to tell you that like, these kids are so young. This other one, Jared, um, I can't remember his last name, but he disappeared on August 2nd, 1999 on a 10 acre resort. Okay. His father, I don't, I think the father, they family worked there if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he wanted, there was like a singles group or something like that. Uh, David said, and 
so the mother wanted to take the little boy with her to go with them. I guess she was at the camp guide. I'm not sure exactly. So she, I don't know what happened. They turned around. Somebody thought that she was with the boy, the boy, little boy wandered off and that was gone. He was gone, but they had 65 rescuers searching for him for eight days oh, wow. and they could not find him. But three years later, wow. three years later, they find his shoes, parts of his clothing. I, I believe it was a jacket, a pair of pants that was inside out. Um, and they found it on 550 feet um, up. Now, there's no way a two-year-old could climb there. It was rugged terrain. There's just no way that he could have, you know, gone up there. And they find it three years later. But the thing is, they find his shoes. They find they find perfect condition. There was a couple like tears out of his um, pants that looked like maybe a bird. Um, maybe was trying to make a nest or something like that. And it's just so creepy. And then they find his little skull cap and they find his little tooth on a log. Hmm. Like someone stuck it there. You know, that I've noticed something with a lot of these cases, you know, when I was watching uh, David's video earlier today, uh, I don't know what it is, but there's like such a connection mm -hmm. with people mm -hmm. that are missing or, Really from, the away, from where they last were, they're missing their clothes, they're missing shoes, and then the bodies, you know, will just magically show magically appear like they want you like to find time them later. You know, whether it's a couple months or a few years, like it's it's just too co coincidental. It's like they're creepy. All literally have such similarities. You know, whether it's adults or kids, you know, something's got to be going on. Up it's there. just kind of strange. And then they didn't find any DNA on the clothing of an animal or there's no blood, there's no hair. That's another so, thing. You know, if they find the bodies, uh, yeah, I have yet to hear of one that's been, you know, animals attacked or, you know what I mean? It's all like, no, not one. You know, there's, yeah. There's no animal marks. There's, exactly. Know, so it really makes you wonder like what, what is going on out there? And there was another case of a little two year, another 20, a 22 month old. And this happened, he was, he did, this was on one of his videos in Ohio. Um, and it was a nice rural town. Um, the father's a physician. The little 22 month old baby was outside playing with their collie. And the mother just, she, I guess you could see him. she was inside and then she could see that he was in the yard and somehow he got out and she didn't hear the dog bark. They went out looking, searching for the little boy. They find him in a field with just his diaper. He left the house with just his diaper. He was barefoot. When they brought, they find him alive. And the mother said, there's no way that that dog would not have barked if somebody went next to the little boy. Yeah. The little boy didn't have any scratches. He think he had a little bit of frostbite because it was cold, but his feet the father, he's a physician. He looked at the feet and he was so smart to realize that his feet was, there was no way that little boy went 12 miles. There was no way. So that's just, that's just the tip of the, there's just tip of the iceberg. There's even the ones, there was another one. I wish you guys would have watched the first movie. Um, David said that no FBI agents will come to a missing person's investigation unless it's a child. They don't do it for adults. And this one hunter, his name was Thomas Messick. He's 82 years old. He's an avid hunter. 
he goes up missing. Okay. They don't, they can't find him. They had the national guard, you know, like the state police, yeah. the sheriff, everybody searching for him. Right. 300 people were searching for him, but then the, the, the FBI come and they don't do that. So like, what did they know that they didn't want to tell? Yeah. You know, that's uh, just kind of, well, see back. Well, you know what? I was doing some research on that. And in New York State, since 1960, they had a lot like 60 cases that had exactly what happened to Thomas. Okay. Now, what's mm -hmm. really crazy is 10 days later, when he went disappeared, there was a guy by the name of Fred Drum who just vanished from his property. They can't find him. They couldn't find him. But what yeah. was interesting about those two... What was interesting about those two cases was uh, they talked to a park ranger, I think it was, and they had they didn't see no animals, they saw no squirrels, no deer, no mis nothing. It was like total silence up there. Yeah. And I'm believing my theory about it is that it was they were abducted by UFOs, a, a, an alien abduction. I truly believe that. Well, yeah, there's something going on because there was there was people that claimed that they their senses were like stunned that they didn't they couldn't move they 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 were like frozen like some kind of mind control started and they couldn't even move and these people these hunters like on the hunted they had their weapons they had their they there's there's no way a hunter if they're they have their you know rifle in hand that. Uh, they're just going to go willingly, you know? Yeah, they're not. They <laughs> So they had to do something it's like mind control to make them not. And the one guy they found, this is weird. This was, in, did you, you saw this one. Um, the one hunter, what was his, Aaron? I have it somewhere down here. Yeah. Aaron, what, what was his last name, Sean? Aaron. I have so many uh, notes here. I don't know, but I think that's not, that's not New Mexico. I know his first name, the first name is Aaron. And they found this was really strange, Jason. They found his stuff. <laughs> he had a backpack. Okay. Okay. He had a backpack. He had his bow in the back. He had candy bars. Uh, Aaron, what was his parks? They had his um, candy bars, his GPS, his cell phone, his identification inside the backpack. Okay. They find it, I think it was a three, was it one year later? Aaron Hedges, that's what his name, who's disappeared September 25th, uh, 2014. He was age 38. He disappeared in the, um, I believe it was, yeah. It was in the crazies, they call it, the crazies mountains. And I don't know if you guys oh, heard yeah. of that. It's called the, the Montana. Yes. And they said that the Crow Indians put a curse on it, they think. But they found his, they said, mm -hmm. They found his backpack. This on his huge mount, like set against a tree. Hmm. Like it was like, yeah. oh, looky, look what we did. We put this here. We want you to see whoever took them, put them there so that somebody would say, right. yeah, okay, we got your message. Then they found his thermos. Okay. On a, like a, I guess a log or something. And they, 
it was like it was like he was sitting there. There was a cigarette, I do believe, and he's drinking his with an energy drink, and he just sat it down. But it looked like okay. So you just took a church. You just you don't know. We find your backpack up there, and then we find your <laughs> your thermos here, <laughs> yeah, right? And they found his boots side mm-hmm. by side. Yeah. Jeez. And they said if it was hypothermia, there's no way he he would have did this. So somebody deliberately put those there so that they would find them. And they know that, hey, look, we're out here. Okay, we're playing with you. (laughs) But these hunters were just too, they're they're intelligent. Some of them were ex-Army, ex-Navy. You know, these are really trained hunters that they had everything that they needed. And they said, uh, David said, um, he called it uh, profile points that it was, it was always like the point of separation. Yeah. It was either, um, where was it? Um, what would they call it, Sean? Water. 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 Okay. Time of the disappearance, like what time it was. It was near, like, though there was either boulders or fields. It's like water. Big, heavy, rock. Yeah. Water, near water. That um, seems to be pretty common. Granite, granite stuff. There was something with stones. the weather. Yeah, there was something with the weather that was going yeah. on. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they had a disability. Like the one hunter had his eye um, blown in with some uh, gunpowder. Um, so he was like yeah. half blind, that half was, deaf. That, that was, was that Thomas one hunter. Messick. Yeah. And um, the canines can't find a trace. They can't find it. There's some track. They can't find it. Yeah, because they say like even cadaver dogs, like, you know, they can smell you know, uh, bodies right. are mm-hmm. like miles away and they're not even finding them. And then the missing clothing is one. And then the, the unknown cause of death. No one knows why they died. Yeah. The coroners don't know. And there's like the deer, there's like clusters of groups. Like there's clusters of missing people and they're all clustered together. That just freaks me out that there is one. You, you saw this one. Um, what was it? The woman. That they found. Oh, did you see that one? She was a hunter, and she they found her. She was on hiking, looking for. I don't know if she was looking for mushrooms. Did you see that one? That she and her husband went, and her husband, and then they got separated, and they found her in a like a Two four months. feet, no, yes. four inches of water or something like that. Was it four, something like that? Oh, and geez. her face down, nude, in the fetal it was, position. It was. Yes. Yeah. See, and that, they didn't know why she thing. died. Yes. But you know what was. No, they didn't. And the coroner said that she did not, you know, drown. You know what I mean? But what confuses that guy is that her face was in the water, but she wasn't considered drowned. You know? Yeah. But let me ask you this, Jenny. We had we had a we had a guest, a husband and wife team. Uh the triangle. Orans. The Orans. Remember them? Yes. Andrew Oren. Okay. Now, yes. Now, three of those things he talked about and hunted, hunted, um, missing people. Is that not part of that triangle? I think. No. Well, maybe it is. Now, that was in, was that was the I was part of Santa Fe was part was one of the um, locations. I don't know if that one was it because the one was in Sonoma, California. But That's another dark. one I want to talk about. Okay. Um, They're all the way out in New Zealand and everything too, you know. So it's it's all over the world that it, same things happening. The, in Simona, there's a campground. Um, there's a group of 
uh, hunters that they were on horseback it was two horses and a mule. And they went down to this, they went to a trail where they have their campgrounds and they went there every, mm -hmm. you know, year after year they would go. And this has gone back. This happened. I think the one incident was in the seventies and they're in the, they're having, they had these shelters that they made out of trees <clears throat> and they would go into the shelters at night. And this one particular time, they heard these weird sounds that were like ape yeah. sounds. They they didn't make any like to them sense, but they were scared. Um, and he's the, the the gentleman that was telling the story to David said that they were communicating with each other, and there was more than one. Ooh. So mm -hmm. they they recorded yeah, it. They recorded it, and they gave it to a university professor who's like an engineer, like a, some kind of a mech, I don't know, electrical engineer. And he said that they said, they said it, it was not human. And they figured out that the sound was from someone about 7.73 to eight feet tall. Hmm. Yeah. But there was like a family would, mm -hmm. <laughs> that they were like talking. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of like the movie, the Hills have eyes, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, what if what if there's what, what if there's a colony out there that's just totally off the grid and you know of whatever they are, you know, and people like us or whatever go hiking to have a good time and they intrude their space. You know, they well, that's what they were saying. It was like, wait a minute, you're not, you shouldn't be here. This is our place. So they would come yeah. back, and then there was yeah. there was another. I think the one of the um. The hunters brought his wife there. They went camping one year and they saw these like sphere like lights that was like going around. And it was like telling them, yeah. like, you know, you're not you don't belong here. This is this is our domain. You could sh you should leave. Right. But there's no way after I, I watched these twice, there's no way in hell that I would ever, <laughs> ever go out there alone. And there's so many stupid people that do. They go hunting alone or they go camping or they go on a hike and they don't tell anybody that they're leaving. And that's there was another thing which I thought was really cool that he said that I think every person should know. It's called a like a like a packing list of what to bring. And this is something that I'm gonna say because I think if you go out by yourself, you're a fool. Okay. I agree and this with you. Is, this is a packing list. If you're going to go, I mean, a lot of young people, they do it. And this is so, I can't understand it, especially young girls. They, I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to go in the woods and see if I can find some wolves. You know what I mean? It's like, you're so stupid. But he, this is, they had the rescuers telling, this is, I wrote this down because I think this is something anybody, even if you're going to go to your local hike in your local, like a park, you should have stuff with you and the most important things is your identification and these people forget their identification the one lady who was missing in simona i believe left her purse her cell phone in her car like why would you yeah, walk on yeah. a walk without a cell phone <laughs> but they, so they say to take your um extra water um bring large trash bags so you could actually use for like shelter i never thought of that 
um, satellite phone, but I don't know where you'd get one, but maybe if you're an ex-military, <laughs> but GPS and a beacon. This is what I wanted to get my niece who was living. She, she worked on a um, national park. Actually, she was at Crater Lake and one of the people in the story was disappeared from Crater Lake. And I was like, so upset that she was going to Crater Lake. I was like, no, you can't go there. Make sure you bring some, get a beacon, get a beacon. Don't go without a beacon, like a personal locator beacon. And I didn't even know they made such right. a thing. And there were some that you can get a subscription to. And there's some that you could actually text. Like, it's really cool. They're so, they're expensive. If you got just a regular beacon, I don't think it would be that much. But bring a whistle so someone can hear you. I never thought of bringing a whistle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, bring a knife and a fire starter if you get lost and you don't have. You can always wear bright clothing. Don't wear black or don't wear like I think camouflage would be a really bad thing to wear if you're going hiking because then you just meld in with the rest of the or you could hide from whatever's hunting you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's a different that's a whole different show. Um <laughs> tell someone. Tell someone you're going. Tell call your friend. Hey, listen, if I disappear, I'm at um Yosemite Park. You know what I mean? Tell them, you know. Always tell someone and check the weather. And this is what David said that really, I was just thinking mm -hmm. about that today. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And all of a sudden the winds picked up. And I said, because I was watching it with my mom, his YouTube videos. And I said, look, mom, he's died. He's right. The wind, it just, the, the weather changed in a second. It was beautiful. It was warm. And these really high winds came in. Oh, so I can see PA. that. Yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> But um, find shelter. Make sure if you're going to go hunting, bring extra ammunition. And I think if you're going out hunting or even on a hike, Jason, you should bring a gun. Oh, yes. Even if you're hiking, bring a gun with you. Anytime I've gone camping, I've always made sure. Oh, yeah. Had, uh, something really close by in the tent. You know? Yeah, definitely. And, and if you get lost in the woods or you're out in one of these national parks, um Go somewhere right in the open if you can. Get your, Take your jacket off. Take your shirt off and start waving it. And so someone <laughs> up there can see like you. Yeah. <laughs> but the one story, Sean, I don't know if you remember this one, towards the end of the um, documentary when the, um, the woman who was married to that physics, um, that, that doctor who was a, I can't remember his name. Forgive me, but he's a Avoid physics, you. real smart, real smart man. And she was yeah. married to him. And this is in, oh, was this, this was in Ohio. And she does bow hunting. So she, she yes. would climb on top of that uh, hunting tall thing. I don't know what they're called. I'm not a hunter. Tree stand? Something like, yeah, I think it's something like that. And she would, she was hunting and she was, she was, what? Tree stand. Is that a what blind. it's called? Well, she's sitting, she's sitting in there. And all of a sudden she said, it got really quiet. That you didn't hear the birds, you didn't hear any of the animals, there was no rustling in the wind, nothing. And then she got like, she felt like she got disoriented. And then she's seeing, mm -hmm. she called it like a blob, that it was this weird um, blob type. It was, it was just the way that the trees were still there. It was just like, it was like really strange how it moved and it went tree to tree, like wavy and it went tree to tree, like in a blobby, so, you know, like a blot or a fog. Mm -hmm. And she, she said she felt so weird that she just sat there and like for half an hour and she, uh, she didn't know what it was. Um, hmm? 
What was you saying? I think he's frozen. Okay. Well, <laughs> she she was there up there for about a half an hour. And you know what? I. But anyway, she went up there. For, she went. <laughs> she night. went up. Somebody, Sean's getting abducted right now. Stay, well, they're trying to take him away. So, well, Sean, we can't hear you, so just zip it. Zip it good. <laughs> so she here, she goes back to tell her. She totally forgot about it. It's like it was like she was. Her mind was in a different sphere. She goes back, and then her husband he gets an email from his nephew telling him that everybody at the football field saw these bright lights in the sky. And then she said, Oh my God, that wonder if that's a coincidence between that and the, um, the weird thing that she saw in the tree. And she took a picture of it and her husband who does, apparently he does optical. He's like an op okay. engineer or something yeah, physics yeah. that he said that they did. There's no way that the cell phone took this picture. Mm. It was just so weird. And it, it, it was just so freaky. But that's one so, of the that's one of the plus sides of cell phones now is literally you have a camera on you at all times, you know. The, so yeah. You, and that's what her husband said to do. Make sure yeah. you take a picture. Yeah, take pictures of everything because you never know when that moment's gonna happen. You know, something that's like, oh, this and this happened, you know, and a lot of people were looking like, well, do you have any photos or anything? No. Well, okay. <laughs> well, you should. And the funny thing is when you want to take a picture, you don't have, you can't, you forget. It's like, you, right. Oh my God, why didn't I take my picture? You know, why didn't right. But the one guys that were in hunting in this, in this um, Sonoma, which was really freaky is the, when they were, Oh no, this was in Sonoma. This was back in, um, was it Montana? The one guy that was missing, Messick, disappeared. I forget where that was. That they heard something that sounded like a like a gigantic trap. Oh. So that leads me to believe that whoever this creature is, or whatever it is, might have went out some kind of door, like a like a like a portal that makes sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You know. It's There's just. Weird. Yeah. It's, like I was watching that video earlier today, and you know, on um that girl Emily that I think she was 29, that guy Sean, he was in his 20s, and the uh other lady, I forget her, Latasha or something like that. And uh the the most interesting of those three, I think, was the Sean kid, because he was a young guy, he was healthy, he was like six foot. The one you the one that the one that burned all his electronics, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like you know, he's into all this stuff, never had any problems anywhere. And then, you know, his parents find him burning all his electronics. Yeah. Stuff like, like why? Oh, okay, you know, that, that's kind of strange or whatever. And then a couple weeks later, he just got in his car. He disappeared. I know. Didn't tell nobody. And then they find his car, 50, what, 1,500 miles late in two days. Like, he went 1,500 miles. They found his backpack, you know, right over the hill in a, in a uh, crevice of some sort. And then they couldn't find him. Like he, he was just gone. That you know? was so strange. Because I don't know if you ever watched, was it um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? It reminded me of something like that about the electronics. And then when I, that UFO sighting that I, well, the, in, over here in um, Pennsylvania that I went to, uh, that these people said that they saw these lights in front of their house and they work in a, um, like a sheet metal um, recycling. Like they recycle stuff like that. 
Okay. And that just brought that made me think about that kid when he. Yeah. This is so weird. Then the one story that David was talking about with um the came well, what was that called the Cayman Project missing person is that how you say it Cayman yeah something like that I think it was um that the there was these two women that they went to this area for a wedding and they saw these shadowy type people and they telepathy they were communing with each other the two friends were commu communicating like telepathically to each oh. other and they were saying pray start praying now i was like oh my god that's yeah, like what did they know what did they know you know because if they if they have telekinetic powers like that you know and they saw these shadow people or shadow figures you know those shadow figures are probably reading their minds and they might be able to do the mm -hmm. same thing back so they might have known something you know just didn't get a chance to you know let it out to figure out what you know what they are or what they want yeah know? yeah sean graham was supposed to be on but i guess we didn't connect i was my you know we didn't connect um we'll have him on um maybe next week we'll have sean on as a guest i was just gonna have sean on as a um a part of the panel so we can talk about this again with sean graham next week um because we don't have a guest next week we are going to be talking about um something i forget what it was i think it was um something oh do do the the doys <laughs> papers the uh, i'm probably saying that wrong and um, the underground um tunnels in new mexico so we're gonna nice nice we're gonna have to hook up with uh sean graham um yeah um also they were talking about the night marchers these two women that they called the night marchers. Now, I don't know if anybody out there, Chad Kensington, um, do you know anything about the um, night marchers or um, any of you guys out there? And um, no, no, you know, I've do you know what something night about that before I was watching this show and uh, you know, it was about, you know, unidentified and things like that. And there was this one gentleman on there. He was a, um, he was in the army or something and he was set up on a post and it was real desert, you know, just pretty much a desert where he was. And uh, he was on night watch. And I remember him talking about, you know, he does not want to get back to this place because in, in the middle of the night, you know, he's the only one out there keeping watch. He's, he was talking about these creatures or something with these, these like red eyes that just popped up out of nowhere, you know, like they were going to attack him, you know, and. I can't remember what he said he did. I don't know if he fired off a few rounds at them or something like that, but he said it was nothing that he's ever seen before. You know, so I wonder if it's all coinciding, you know, as, as you said, like some kind of night watchers or night. Stalkers. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find anything mm -hmm. on night watchers. Um, um, there's something going on out there. At, um, I mean, I, <laughs> could you imagine being like set up for night watch and then, you know, catching some crazy things or like trying to come and attack you or whatever. You don't know what they are. Like, I couldn't even imagine that, you know. Okay. Night Watchers is like these, oh my God. It's a military order dedicated to holding the wall. This is it's like from a, like a, I don't think that's what that's, what that, that, I think that's wrong. I don't think that's it. Marchers, excuse me, I said it wrong. Night marchers. Ah, that would make <clears throat> sense. Night watch watchers. That's scary. What are they watching? <laughs> <laughs> Don't 
They're watching that's, it while you sleep. That's even freakier. There was a movie about night watchers too. They're like a mythologic, like a mystical creature. You know what's crazy? Oh, they're, they're in Hawaii. Like... They're they're night cre- the legend of the wow. night mar- uh, marchers in Hawaii. So they're like a um, retelling of spooky ghosts. There's like ghosts. Oh, they're sort of like shadow people. That's just another word for shadow people, if you ask me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mysterious footprints in their path. They leave mysterious footprints. <laughs> I don't know. I personally think that they are um, UFOs, like Sean said. I, I think a, that I have to agree on that one. It, it's just way too strange. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Miss, you know, they'll find a shoe, find the clothes. All the bodies are found, you know, naked. Uh, you know, they don't find them till months or years later in a place that was already searched several times. And then, you know, like it was just placed there. So I think, you know, like you said, UFOs for this would be a perfect, you know, fit the bill because, you know, what other explanation is there other than, you know, people are getting abducted, maybe tested on or whatever, and then just dumped back off. <laughs> Yeah, and they said that some of the the mutated animals that were like they were just too precise. They weren't like ripped apart. They were like, I want to take the eyes. I'll take the eyes. Right. Yeah. You, you know, it's like well, there was another in this uh, missing four one one. You know, Eastern United States. Um, David talks about a lot of the ch- uh, berry pickers. Like, it seems to be something that's really. Um, like the clusters are one after the other of uh, berry pickers. Hmm. Now there seems to be a lot of people missing where there's berries. Who in the hell keep calling me? <laughs> people it's are so Sean. rude. Yeah, put, he put did. Speaker for me. Some <laughs> and then the time periods, like like there was like this one. There was like one, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen missing people. And this was in um, Pennsylvania between 1940 and 1950. And then there wasn't any for another 10 years. Yeah, and it's like they all come in clusters, you know. That, like seen, there was a lot between like 2010 and 14. And then there was in Washington, all males were abducted or missing. Yeah. And they were like eight years old, four years old, two years old, seven. But then these are all four cases of missing boys from Washington. And they occur- they occurred less than two months apart, and then there wasn't any for like eight years. And then there would be like then it wasn't just the little boys; it was the adults. And then right. it'd go back to the little boys and little girls. Like it's weird. I mean, it's, it's really something because you know it's like kids are fast. You know, like my little kid, he he he's starting to learn to walk, and it's like, oh my, he gets around really quick. You, you blink, and you, you know, it's like, holy smokes, where'd he go? But they're not that fast to go like 12 miles or you know, no. And they're the finding them. Or... Like there's no way it's impossible for a two year old yeah. to go off 12 miles by themselves. Right. Like that. would. And, but they're not hurt. Sense. One of them wasn't hurt. Yeah. Like, not hurt. You know, I mean, just to, for, I mean, could you imagine just trying to go 12 miles on your own? You know, it's like, you're going to need food. You're going to need some water, you know, something. And that's, that's a heck of a, you know, hike or whatever. But for a, you know, two-year-old, it's impossible. 
I'm, I'm going to think that's impossible. Yeah, listen to this. This is really good. Um, imagine, this is what David writes. Imagine you read a storyline like this. A little boy disappears in a meadow at a national park within 50 feet of parents. Searchers score parks for weeks with no results. 80 armed Green Beret special forces brought in park to search. Strange screams reported by a family in the park. Something similar to the dark figured man is seen running through the forest in park carrying something over his shoulders this is creepy Ooh. psychics tell of seeing boy in cave-like setting another psychic tells of seeing a boy possibly in a tree no trace of the boy ever found 11 people have disappeared under unusual circumstances at or near this park the lead fbi agent on this case commits suicide whoa whoa that's, okay that's, deep, that's deep right there so this goes back to the X-Files. Okay. There was an episode <laughs> sort of similar to this. The FBI does not. Okay. They investigate the little kids. Okay. So we're going back to the one hunter that disappeared and the FBI came. And then the FBI agent commits suicide because why is this mind control thing going again? It, I mean, it could have just. You know, maybe the fact of, you know, he can't find this kid. Maybe he was beating him up that bad that he just couldn't handle it or something. You know, like, we don't know. You know, he was the only one that would know. But what if it was mind control of whatever's out there controlling his mind and doesn't want him? Well, I believe there's somebody doing mind control. And I do believe, like Russell Round said, another dimension possibly. But, okay, if it's in another dimension, why would they take these people? And then why would they do this just to taunt you and leave their backpack sitting out forever? Uh, remember, this was three years later and the backpack looked brand new. The candy bar was still in the backpack. The little shoes on the hill. The, the, what do you call that? What do you call that when there's a hill? Terrain or ravine, <laughs> whatever it's called. The tennis <laughs> shoes look brand new. Right. The what clothes if, that were missing were just a little. They would be disagree. They would be disagreed. What do you call it? Disagree. I can't. Have, I'm having a disintegrated. I'm having a problem with my speech, <laughs> yeah. and I know what it is. I know Decomposed. what it is. Yes. And well, what if you know in this other dimension, you know, say, what if these people are actually taken with everything at first, and then in this other dimension, they don't need whatever resources that these people have on them, so they just put them back or put them somewhere you know, and then do whatever they're doing to whoever, you know, and then by the time they're done, you know, search parties are over and it's, you know, length of time later or just bring them and their stuff back when they're done with, you know, whatever. I don't doing. know. I just think they're all connected. And I think even that one that was the woman who saw that weird like blobby thing that went tree to tree and she yeah. just, she didn't, she just sat there and looked at it. Like she was like hypnotized. Right. So something, and that leads you back to the, if you want to go into conspiracy theories, like some of these kids that go kill people, uh, shoot up a movie theater. Like they said that there's conspiracies that they were told to do by some kind of mind control thing. You never know. And the FBI like might be involved. They might know about this stuff going back to Roswell. Maybe this, because a lot of these places was um, like Sean said, the orange Andrew, and Julia, they all went to that triangle, and this is where the supposedly the Roswell crash was. And going back to um, 
like people believe that Bigfoot is a is an inter you know EBD you know extraterrestrial biological entity. Going back to that, I don't know. I think David's on there. I mean, I wish um, if you haven't read, if you haven't um, yeah, read it, read one of his books. Go watch his YouTube videos, and I do believe it's we're at the witching hour. I don't know. Um, we started a little bit late, so I don't know. I'll just wait here and no, we're not. We're not at the witching hour. So David, um, he has a really great, uh, the Cayman, a missing persons 401 on YouTube. It's great. And I, I think I watched, I'm hooked on it because I watched one after the other. And I think his project is really good. And I think he needs to do another documentary, but he's gone through a really rough time because his, his son uh, committed suicide Oh, yeah, a few months ago. So, but, um, I think they're all connected to going back to um, uh, Bigfoot. And if you have a chance, you should go to the MUFON conference. And if you're in Western Pennsylvania, there's one. There's They're all over the place. But there's a lot of Bigfoot um, people there. And you know, another thing is, too, you know, I feel like a lot of people, you know, don't believe there's a Bigfoot or UFOs or, you know. And you got to sit and think for a second, like, why couldn't there be? We are here, you know. How exactly. Why couldn't something else be here out there, you know, and all of that nature? You know, I, I feel like it, it, there's a lot to explore that we don't know about yet. Okay. Yeah. We have about, yeah, we have about three minutes. Um, why do you do spirits always make sounds in other room or then when you run over to the room to investigate, there's a noise upstairs? I don't know, Russell, but there's a lot of noises in my office lately. Um, I caught Russ my computer go on again. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to the Octagon, so we're yeah. going to have a show on that. Um, so I can't wait. Are you guys doing a live investigation? Uh, possibly, possibly. We're going to kind of feel it out. You know, there's a lot of antiques and Civil War era stuff. Yeah. There, so we're going to uh, we're going to go in tomorrow. We'll be arriving, get a tour, kind of feel the place out. You know, find some hot spots and you know set up a ton of cameras and yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just anxious to see what you guys come up with. Yeah. See if you get anything good on there. Um, yeah, that's exciting. So we're going to do a show on that. Um, I don't, I know I'm not, my book's over there. I don't want to open it up. We only have a couple minutes left. Yeah, I'm excited. I know Sean's in Virginia right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> the first time he was over early. <laughs> two, two, two minutes. He's. I hear you, Joe, the producer owner of the station i hear you two minutes we're gonna be wrapping up so just remember um if you're out be careful be very careful tell someone that you're going to be out make sure you take something with you that you can communicate with somebody let them know and take a friend if and take some protection hopefully i mean that you can take that protection but take an arm you know oh my god okay but I want to make sure everybody's on here. So thanks for tuning in tonight and make Thank sure you, you check out the um, missing 411. Make, make sure you like us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a paranormal investigation, make sure you contact Jason or Sean on Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. It was great to see you guys again and check out David's books, missing 411. Check out his documentary. And I hope he listens to this. I sent him a link. Hopefully he'll come on the show and he can tell us some more. And I hope I did him good. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning into Chasing Thank Prophecy. You, Have a great night. Have a good one.